Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland, and we are broadcasting live today from the AM950 radio station that overlooks beautiful Bryant Lake Regional Park, located in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. We are on the air every Saturday from noon to one to talk about your health and your life. We cover a wide range of topics to help you improve the quality of life for you and your loved ones, and our topics include wellness, health care, elder care, even end-of-life care, and, of course, caregiver support resources. I am glad to be with you today, and I hope all of you listening are doing well. We have another great show for you today. Joining me is Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. She joins me today to discuss the end-of-life doula role and how it is filling an essential gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones, even during this time of covid at the heart of Christie's work is helping people to come into relationship with their mortality and to find some comfort in this uncertainty that all of us face and in the end to get as close as possible to what is true about who they are and what is important to them. In addition to her work with dying individuals and families, Christy mentors those finding their way into end-of-life doula work and coaches those who might not be ill but are interested in engaging their inevitable mortality in order to live a more rich and full and meaningful life now and through the end of life. She speaks in the community on many topics about death and dying, grief and loss, and she's also an instructor through the International End-of-Life Doula Association. And they, they train end-of-life doulas, and, they, and she's also a founding member of the local nonprofit End in Mind, which uses the arts as a doorway into difficult conversations about living and dying well. Okay, so this can be a great show, folks. Please stay with us. This is um, uh, an important topic, and in our practice, we deal with this all the time, about people not being prepared for the inevitability of death, either for themselves or for their family. Um, okay, we received several calls regarding our previous show with Kristen Rupp. She's the Music for Life manager with McPhail Center for Music. And uh, last uh, show, we were talking about this unique program that they have that offers music lessons, classes, and musical ensembles that are designed specifically for adults 55 and older. As one of the oldest and largest community music schools in the country, McPhail is a nonprofit organization that prides itself on being a resource for music learning of all ages, starting at six weeks. Since its inception, Music for Life has evolved to offer classes at several McPhail locations, as well as partnering with senior communities throughout the metro area to bring exceptional music education opportunities to the places older adults live and gather. With research documenting the many benefits of music on health, their teaching artists provide opportunities for older adults to be involved in programming that is not only educational, but impacts their health and fosters fun. So for more information, to get all of Christy Rupp at the McPhail Center for Music, visit mcphail.org. So it's M-A-C-P-H-A-I-L.org. Or call them at 612-321-0100. Once again, 612-321-0100. All right, that was a great show. If you if you missed that show, folks, you can get it online at the AM nine fifty website. Just go to on demand shows, 
and then click on our show logo, Living Healthy, Aging Well, and you can get that uh, podcast. Um, all right. I want to thank all of you that uh, leave messages on our show phone. It's just so wonderful to hear from all of you. Um, we appreciate that so much, and we welcome your questions and comments. And also, please continue to let us know of topics or guests you'd like for us to have on future shows. We are here to improve your quality of life. So text us, call us anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, on our radio show phone, and that number is 612-999-3426. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, we are adding new listeners to the show each week, not only here in the Twin Cities of Minnesota, but also throughout the country. And we can be found on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and many other streaming services. And so for all the new listeners out there, I want to mention the purpose of this radio program is to bring you people who have a passion for helping others by providing advice and recommendations on navigating life's challenges and helping to improve you and your family's health and quality of life. We do have a special focus on our aging population and their caregivers, and that is about everybody right now. And uh, we also want to help you and your loved ones prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. Okay, so this is a live radio show every Saturday, noon to one. You have two ways to get us your questions. First, you can ask your question live on the air by calling the AM950 radio station, and our friendly show producer, Dan, will get your call on the air. The number here to do that is 952 956-6205. Once again, 952-946-6205. Or you can directly text me your question at 612-999-3426. Now, I'll give out those numbers throughout the show. So if you missed them, don't worry. We'll give them out again. Um, All right. All right. I'm excited, excited here about bringing Christy Merrick to the show today. As I mentioned, she's an end-of-life doula. And I bet many of you have no idea what that means. But we're going to talk about that today. She is an amazing person. And uh, she's also founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. So we're going to talk a lot about preparing for end of life. And I'll tell you, my, in our practice, very, very few people do that. And so this is a, a show that's so close to me and, and so important. And I'm so glad to have Christy here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. All right. We've only got a couple minutes here in the opening segment, but people love to hear about you, you know, your background, and then what inspired you to become an end-of-life doula. And it's going to take more than a couple minutes, yep. and we'll, we'll roll into the next segment here, but I just want to get that conversation started with you. Yeah, so um, I've always been trying to get this into a shorter sound bite, but it's hard <laughs> to do that. So um, I would say, like, I just, I was called to this work about 25 years ago, and I really, at the time, just didn't really know what to do with it. And so I I knew that eventually this was going to happen. And in 2013, my mom had a health crisis that uh, landed us in the hospital, landed her in the hospital and me supporting her. And I just walked the halls and I just kept seeing all of these people who didn't have anybody with them. And I, you know, so, so it started to spark again and I thought, okay, so I don't think it's a medical role. So what is this role that I can provide that is outside of that realm that helps people have that connection and that support and um, and so through our experience together, um, you know, with my mom in the hospital, and and she survived, which is fabulous. Oh, that's good to hear. Yes, good to hear. Um, everyone always asks that, but that's um, 
but it was just this opportunity to really understand the stress that people are under, um, how much support somebody even in the hospital needs to be, you know, to be that support person when the doctors and the nurses are running in and out. And, you know, I found myself asking so many times, like, where's the project manager? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, oh, I think think that might be me. That's right. The project manager for life and death. Yes. Well, that's a great way. Well, I'm hearing the music here. It's queuing us out. So we're going to be taking a quick break here, folks. It's time for just a short, short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we're going to be talking about the end-of-life doula role and how it's filling an essential and important gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones, even during this time of a pandemic called COVID. If you have a question for us, please give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. I'm Ken Hagland. Please stay with us. Folks, you are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. We are here to talk about your health and your life and how to improve the quality of your life. My name is Ken Hagelin, and joining me today is Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we are going to be talking for the entire show today about what is the role of an end-of-life doula and how it is filling an essential gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones, even during this time of COVID. Uh, At the heart of Christie's work is helping people to come into relationship with their mortality and to find some comfort in this uncertainty that that all of us face. And in the end, to get as close as possible to what is the death of the true person of who you are and what's important to them. So we're going to talk about that. There's a lot that we're going to have to try to unpack in this short period of time here. But if you have any questions for us, and I know people have called in uh, on the show, uh, radio show phone line and asked questions about end-of-life doulas because they hear about it, and, they, and they've uh, sent me questions about what that is. And we're going to talk about that here in this segment. But if you have any questions about how that can play a part in helping people at end-of-life, Give us a call, 952-946-6205, or text us at 612-999-3426. I want to mention this program is brought to you each week by the fabulous team at Minnesota Hospice. Minnesota Hospice is an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving our local communities with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. If you have any questions regarding end-of-life care or support, please contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice. Their phone number is 952-898-1022. Or visit them online at minnesotahospice.com. All right. Well, Christy, let's, I want to get back into this conversation about, um, you talked about how you were kind of inspired in this direction 
Um, but then it went beyond that, though, because it was one thing to have a passion to do something, but then you found out that there's actually a, this is a professional area that people can be credentialed in and get trained in and can be very supportive. In fact, you are, you are involved um, in, in, the, in the National Association for that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, so what was interesting about sort of seeing the need, um, I started to frame for myself how I wanted to do this work. And there was, you know, the idea of walking alongside someone who's ill and their loved ones to provide really whatever support outside of the medical realm um, that that I could provide. And... And the way that I talked about that was really before, during, and after death. So I, somebody had said to me pretty early on, like, oh, it kind of sounds like you want to be a doula, but for, you know, like a birth doula, but for somebody who's dying. So, like, on the other end of life, right, what would right. that look like? And I looked it up, and, it, and I didn't see anything. <laughs> and so I just kept following the breadcrumbs. And following my passion into, like, what would this look like? How would I do that? And um, and had some people that I was working with and that kind of thing. And then probably three or four years later, somebody said again, like, oh, but it kind of sounds like this doula thing. And I said, oh, come on. You know, like, what's why do people keep saying that, you know? And so then right. I looked it up, and then I found it. And so I did training. I got certified. And all of that, and it just helped to sort of solidify the um, the framework and the groundwork that um, that I had already been doing, but had anchored it in a deeper way. Okay, so you, but you're an instructor now in this field, yeah, and it's through the International End of Life Doula Association, Inelda. Yep. And so there are a lot of different organizations who are doing trainings, um, and there's no there's no regulation for this role in the U.S. And so we, um, I think, each organization is kind of trying to set standards and and things like that. And so for Anelda. That's who I trained with. That's who I certified with. And I'm fortunate to be to be an instructor with them and um, and I'm actually overseeing the certification process for people as well. Okay. And, yeah, and it's, it's just one of those um, things when you're moving into a new field, into a new role, things like that, there's, there's a lot of growth and change and everyone's trying to find their way. Um, but we train uh, hundreds and hundreds of people every year and yeah. um, are really supporting them in in doing this work and bringing it to their communities. And it really is a community focus because it's, it's I, I don't know if you guys have gotten into technology using Zoom or, or you know, video conferencing. Um, you know, we have, to a certain extent, in hospice yep. because just that you don't have access that you used to have either to, to communities or to homes. Um, do you are you guys utilizing technologies yeah. to, for, so people feel comfortable that there's, you know, the, the safety factor involved right now? Yep. So uh, COVID has really required us who are in our communities doing the work to get really creative mm-hmm. about how we do that. And so a lot of what we're doing is phone calls, 
um, you know, using technology. I have met with a lot of people, especially when the weather was warmer, um, mm-hmm. you know, socially distanced outside, right. that kind of thing. And and I continue to meet with people. Um, I've got one client who will, you know, build a bonfire in her yard and will sit out and have our conversations and, you know, in hearty Minnesotans. <laughs> right. That's right. You, you have to make do in Minnesota. That's right. true. Um, so about – I'm just trying to get a sense for like how long this, like, profession has has kind of come together. Is this, is this something – when did, like, Nelda um, kind of get founded? Yeah. So they were founded in 2015. Okay. And, you know, but the, what I always say is that we have actually been doing this work since the beginning of humanity, right? That's right. We have been companioning each other, taking care of our dying, taking care of our deceased. Right. And so, you know, all sorts of different uh, cultures have had, you know, people in this role that, you know, have been specific to that role, um, another part of my training is um, with an organization called the Sacred Art of Living Center in, in a um, role called Anamkara, which is translated in Gaelic to soul friend. And, you know, that is a role that has been around since, since the beginning. So. All right. Well, I love that. We'll, we'll, we'll pick up on that when we get back from the break here. It's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we're talking about the role of the end-of-life doula and how it's filling an essential gap in end-of-life uh, care for the dying and their loved ones, even during this time of COVID. If you have a question for us, I know many of you do, please call us 952-946-6205 or text us at Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and how to improve the quality of your life. My name is Ken Hagelin, and joining me today is Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we are talking about the end-of-life doula role and how it is filling an essential gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones even during this time of COVID. If you have a question for us, please give us a call. We've only got two more segments left here, and I know I'm going to get a ton of texts and, and questions on the radio show phone here after the show, so please feel free. Give us a call, 952-946-6205, or you can text us during the show here at 612-999-3426. Before we return to our conversation with Chris, I want to mention um, one of our show partners is Neighbor Care, and it's been offered by Episcopal Homes in St. Paul. If you or someone you know is struggling to maintain living independently or is considering a move to an assisted living community, please call Neighbor Care. Neighbor Care is a new kind of in-home support service that's more affordable than traditional home care providers. This innovative new home care service is designed to help older adults 
remain independent by making in-home support services more affordable and accessible. Care professionals can help with daily tasks in smaller time increments, even multiple times each day as needed. This unique service is offered 24 hours a day by the Episcopal Homes in St. Paul, Minnesota. For more than 125 years, Episcopal Homes has been serving the Twin Cities of Minnesota and understands the importance of a safe and supportive home environment. Now, NeighborCare is currently providing services near the Episcopal Homes coverage area, which is in the urban core of St. Paul. So if you have more questions, want more information, please call Karen Vento. At her number is 651-444-40000. Once again, Karen Vento at Episcopal Homes for Neighbor Care at 651-444-4000. All right, Christy, you know, we should let people know how to get a hold of you if they have any questions. Do yeah. you have a number or um, how, what would you best uh, like people to contact you? Yeah, so my website is uh, Tending Life. Dot com, And um, I think email is probably the best way to get a hold of me. You can certainly contact me through the website, but my direct email is Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at TendingLife.com. Okay, fantastic. Yes, I just pulled up TendingLife.com, and uh, what a beautiful website you have. Thank you. Um, and uh, I know I, I've seen it before, and there's a lot of great information there. Um, very, very, you know, Deep information, but also just very helpful information. Um, well, that's time is flying by here. I, I really want us to talk about the role of a doula, and and, and, um, and talking to Dan, our show producer today. You know, he says I've heard of a birth doula, and in fact, um, we, my wife and I, used a birth doula for our two children, and it was very helpful having this person there who could focus on us yeah. <laughs> and just all the things that go on, um, especially with the firstborn. It's a new experience. Right. But, um, you know, as a, as a birth doula births people into life, you know, you're and we in our practice help people birth out of life. Absolutely. And so give us some more insight. Help kind of walk us through the role that, that you provide to people um, in preparing for the reconciliation and the, and the, the realization that um, that they're going to be facing death at some point. Right. Yeah. It, there's. Um, I think you kind of hit it on the head when you said, you know, the birth doula really allows you to just be in your experience, right, wherever you are in the moment. And really that's what we do as end-of-life doulas is, um, you know, like there's a – public health movement around end-of-life care um, where they say that 5% of the time you are with your medical team and that even can include hospice depending on Mm -hmm. how involved the the hospice is. And so 95% of the time people are on their own, so -hmm. to speak, in their communities, with their family. And especially during COVID right now, um, even more isolated. Mm-hmm. And we're so disconnected from the idea of our own mortality that we don't really know how to plan. We really don't know how to prepare. And there's so many feelings and so many emotions and so many things that um, arise when we do that work. And so to have a doula who is a neutral, impartial presence, like I don't have the answers. My job is to be a presence 
who can ask really good questions, who can sort of get down into the meat of, you know, what might be troubling somebody about mortality, about illness, about all the changes that happen. Um, you know, the thing with decline and with, with the dying process is there's just this constant um, successive loss. And dealing with that on an emotional level, um, even on a spiritual or an existential level, is really, really challenging when we are so, as a culture, so far removed from, you know, having those conversations and doing that work. So being able to support in that. And that's like one part of what we do, right? So right. then there is the project management part that I talked about. Um, right. Being able to help navigate all those decisions, um, even the discernment around what do I choose? Do I continue treatment? Do I not continue treatment? Um, and I think a big part of the role, you know, people get onto hospice so late. Yes. As you well know. Yes. And part of the of having those conversations sooner is like there's a direct relationship to getting people onto hospice sooner because we're already having those conversations and um it's just how do we directly engage what's happening? Even sometimes engaging the denial, which sounds weird, but you know, denial isn't such a bad thing. We That's can right. only take in so much information at a time. And so there is a place where denial actually, you know, serves its purpose. It's a survival instinct. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do we show up in all of those ways? But, um, you know, another big part of my role I feel is to stay help people stay close to what's most important and to seek out possibility where it feels like there's only obstacle. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of joy and a lot of tenderness and a lot of, um, you know, laughter and, you know, fun that can actually happen. Well, even enlightenment. Right. Because when you finally accept. Right. There is an end. It's amazing how freeing that is. All the things that we spend our whole life either accumulating or avoiding. Yes. Don't, it doesn't matter. And right. we see it in our practice all the time. People go, I wish I would have known this years ago. Right. But, but you're right. Yeah. And sometimes that will inspire, um, you know, writing letters to your loved ones some other kind of legacy project, maybe we create a book together. You know, that's some of the possibility that's involved. Um, what kinds of conversations can you invite different family members into? Um, you know, but there's this big piece where everybody's having their own experience, right? So the person who's dying is having their own experience. The people who are caring for them are having their own experience. And so even though the person who's dying is my um, my essential right. uh, client, there's that natural shift where, I mean, it's, it's a communal event, right? Dying right. is a communal event. And so how do we get everybody involved and provide space and time for people to be with what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I think one of the things we find in, in, uh, in our practice is uh, resolution and reflection. There's a, lot of pe- there's a lot of resolution people tend to want to at some point do. Before I die, I need to say I'm sorry to you. Absolutely. Or, or I forgive you. Those are such powerful words. Um, if you can get that kind of squared away, yeah. and then, then you can be grateful and be thankful, and then you can say, I, I love you. And ultimately, to be able to say goodbye. Right. But to say goodbye with peace for the pe- all the people. I mean, that's why your work is just so amazing because it, it allows people to focus on those things. Because you're right, there's so much going on. There's the hospice care team involved. There's, there's medical issues. There's equipment issues. There's medications. There's, and plus, there's the whole thing about uh, advanced directives and right. wills. And, right. I mean, there's, there's so many things. It's almost as if we put all that to the end when we should be just in a state of, of peace. Right. <laughs> well, and what I think about, too, is that when I think about it on different levels. So you can't really get into the deeper stuff until you deal with what's on the physical level, right? So mm-hmm. the paperwork, um, you know, medication. Is the person in pain? Right. You know, how is the decline affecting everybody? There's, there's all of those pieces that, that need to be dealt with. And so when I say project manager, like, that's really what I'm talking about. Right. Like, how do, how do we sort of get all of the resources involved to take care of that? And when that is settled to some degree, then it opens up this opportunity to move deeper. Mm-hmm. And so when people are waiting till the last minute, then all of the time that they have and the energy they have and the resources, all of that gets occupied mm-hmm. with, with just dealing with the next crisis. The details. Yeah. yeah. And when we can button up those details in a way right. that, like, we have a, a point of stasis right now. Like, can we, can we dip b- below the surface and right. deal with the actual angst that we all have about the unknown? Right. Like, even those of us who say, like, yep, I'm good. Dying's going to be fine. You know, there are a few people out there who believe that, you know, dying is not going to be fearful. And once they get there then it can be it can it can be a very different experience yeah. and so being able to you know to deal with that is um you know confront that engage that you know it's an essential part of our life so why wouldn't we want to engage it in a way that allows us to live all the way through till right. our very last breath right. and embrace it yeah yeah and and, and do it with your loved ones and, and not isolate yourself. All right. Well, Christy, this is great. We only have one more segment left here. It's time for a short break, folks. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with Christy Merrick. She is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we're talking about the role that an end-of-life doula plays and how it's filling an essential gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones. All right. If you have a question, one more segment, folks. Please call us, 952-946-6205 or text us at 612-999-3426. You're listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. Please stay with us.
right. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well, where we talk about your health and your life with our goal is to help you improve the quality of your life. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Christy Merrick. And this has been a fun conversation. I, I, I wish I could have you guys hear what we talk about off the air between these segments. It's so much fun. But she is an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we are talking about the role that an end-of-life doula plays and how it's filling an essential gap in end-of-life care for the dying and their loved ones, even during this time of COVID. If you have a question for us, we have just a few more minutes left, folks. Uh, Call us at 952-946-6205, or you can text us at 612-999-3426. All right, Christy, um, let's remind our listeners, if they want to get in touch with you, um, they can they can reach you through your website, and that's yep. tendinglife.com, tendinglife, T-E-N-D-I-N-G-L-I-F-E.com. Beautiful website, great resources there. Thank I you. encourage folks to do that, or they can also email you. Yeah, and that's just Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at tendinglife.com. All right, fantastic. Only a few minutes left here. Um, um, gosh, there's just so much to talk about. Um, we both, you and I both in our professions, care for people at, at end of life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Us with the hospice services and then and you with end of life doula services. I mean, it really is a parallel service um, that we provide to, to families and, and their, their loved ones. Um, and what we were talking about off the air was how there's different levels, different aspects of pain. Yes. And we find that in hospice that uh, people come to us because they are in pain, uh, physical pain, um, through disease or through chronic conditions. And so we are, we are experts at dealing with pain and managing pain. But we've learned, as, as obviously you know, that sometimes the physical pain isn't the most predominant. It's, it's not the most important pain that people are suffering. Right. There's emotional pain and there's spiritual pain. And I know that's one of the areas that you help people address. Absolutely. Uh, that's why we work so well together in yeah. hospice and what you, you do, because there's only so much we can do with bringing a clinic you know, to a person, yes. whether it's in their home or, or in, a, in a, a residential community that they're in. There's only so much we can do, but you can really go beyond that. Right. And, and as, as part of that Anamkar role, as that soul friend, you can help them with resolving and and providing resolution to some things that they are carrying both emotionally and maybe spiritually. Absolutely. And that's where the, you know, the deep active listening comes in, which is a core component of the role where, um, you know, when we listen without agenda, you know, again, I said that, like, I don't have the answers, right? But I can help people access their answers, and and that takes time and it takes building trust and having that relationship and you know and being with somebody for a significant amount of time right. and um and that's just a really important part of what we do and you know one of the other things in addition to you know the project manager hat and the existential <laughs> Um, you know, exploration hat. Um, I also just think about it as, you know, being a life coach for people who are dying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just happened 
just happened to specialize in issues of mortality and um, and loss and grief and yeah. all of those pieces that come along with it. You know, one of the things that you had mentioned twice now during the site during this show is about you don't have maybe all the answers to these questions, but you help them identify questions that they need to ask themselves. Right. And I think you may agree with me here, but we all have the answers. Oh, for sure. We, we, but we need someone sometimes to help us yeah. even frame the question that is an answer inside of us. Absolutely. And, 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 and the other thing I found, too, um, is that you will give them permission to right. actually access and have that answer. Right. Because a lot of people, we find in our practice, have never had a voice in their life. Their parents always spoke for them or their spouse always spoke for them. And when we come on, we always ask them, what do you want what in this final want? time? Yeah. And it's so interesting. Many times a spouse jumps in. Yeah. And there's times we have to say, can we have some patient doctor time or you know, patient yeah. time here? Would you mind just stepping out of the room for a little while? We really want to ask what our patient, what your spouse or your loved one wants. Yeah. And it's so interesting that the conversations that happen. Absolutely. I'm sure you have had, like us, amazing conversations. Amazing conversations. That, that just, I mean, that just bring you so much joy to be a part of, you know, being in a sense of, of gratitude and honor that they allowed you to ask questions and then listen to these answers and then help them to achieve those, whatever those goals are. Absolutely. And, you know, it. we don't, like, this is going to go the way it's going to go, right? Yeah, right. Um, we we can do our best to plan, right? So a big part of my role is to help people identify what's important and make a plan for the end of their life um, so that we can achieve those goals if that is possible. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, we get more prepared through the engagement, right? We've already right. talked about that. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is, um, you know, if you decided that you wanted to, I don't know, die outside, we could do everything in our power to make that happen. Maybe it won't happen. Or you want a certain person at the bedside mm -hmm. or, you know, all of all of the different things, whatever that might be. And, you know, we do everything we can, and we know that however things go, because we've had these conversations, that, that every, everyone feels resolved. I think there's always a chance where you feel like maybe you could have done more, and that's just normal. Um, but in the end, when all of these things have sort of been laid out, we do what we can with what we have. And that just brings a level of peace mm -hmm. that that you don't necessarily get otherwise. Right. Okay, one final thought. We have to close the show down here, but don't wait till you're dying to get don't your services. Wait. People call you because they're thinking about mortality. Yes. So I encourage folks, give Christy a call. Get uh, to her through tendinglife.com, her website, or your email address. Yep. Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at 
tendinglife.com. All right. Thank you, Christy. She's an end-of-life doula and founder of Tending Life at the Threshold. And we've been talking about the role of a doula and how that can help fill an essential gap in end-of-life care. We hope you enjoyed today's show, folks. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation, or you can reach us by phone or text for anything you want to leave on our message line. And that's 612 612- 999-3426. You have been listening to Living Healthy and Aging Well. My name is Ken Hagland. Until next time, live well. Thank you.